Hello. Hi. So, uh, we're having going to have a debate about utilitarianism, mm -hmm. and we're going to debate bro each other till till one succumbs to the debate broing of the other. The one rose down the hill, huh? The the, the debate bro, the one debate bro should rule them all. And I guess uh, so. and yeah, so. Let's start. With, I guess let's start with you. Why, why do you think utilitarianism is utilitarianism is the right morality? What type of utilitarianism do you follow? And uh, uh, yeah. Well, I would. I'm actually now writing a thesis on utilitarianism now, so I don't know how much specifics I would get into. But for the beginning, I would define myself as like an uh, rule utilitarian generally. Uh, something actually, something between act and rule utilitarianism. And the justification would be that um, from the factual basis of the world, I find that most intuitively plausible morality and ethical system. Okay, so just so I'm clear, with regards to utilitarianism, you are trying to maximize utility, and I'm assuming, because you said it's intuitive, I'm assuming you're trying to maximize happiness and reducing suffering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, in this context, is it for yourself, or for a group, or for society? It is from everyone who is able to experience suffering uh, and happiness. So that would include animals, I don't know to what extent I would apply it to like lower animals if you're talking about fish. Uh, and of course, people, if there are aliens, I would defend their interests as well and not plants or anything like that. But people outside the country you would include? Yeah, yeah, definitely, 100%. Of course. Okay. Um, and why do you think so? Sorry, you did say actually that it's uh, you think it's superior. It's more intuitive than other more moralities. Yeah, yeah. So to put it in a more concise way, I try to. So morality is complicated, right? You can't really uh, look into the world and find what we should do. You need to make those decisions yourself, or you don't make them at all. So what I think, uh, you know, we are what we are left with is kind of. I think that we should generally look at the world as it is. So we are going to play like a one language game uh, where we try to find out like the reality of the world, whatever, however skewed it might be. And then we try, okay, so these are the facts. So what do we find like the intuitively most sensible and most consistent and most even rational, maybe you would say, um, ethical framework you might derive from that. And for me, that answer is definitely utilitarianism. I'm actually surprised that I haven't found like an exception where I would be dissatisfied with the utilitarian conclusion. So um, you might know like probably about utilitarian like monster. Do you know like the, the counter argument against utilitarianism that, you know, it's not a, like I'm not sure if it's an argument, I'll, I'll use it here, but I'm not sure if it's an argument necessarily against utilitarianism. I think it's a. It was it was defined uh, by Nozick or someone who used it like an like an intuitive like it's it's it doesn't lead to um, sensible conclusions or something like that. If I remember there, correctly, the, there are a lot of things in utilitarianism that other 
philosophies, uh, perhaps mock utilitarianism, especially deontologists, um, because you can put utilitarianism on utilitarianists on the spot and uh, make them agree to ridiculously moral conclusions. That's typically yes. what they, they do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So this is what, yeah, so for them that would be ridiculously uh, ridiculous, but for me, I would not consider it ridiculous. So for the context, for someone who doesn't know, uh, imagine that there is uh, like a monster whose happiness and suffering is like 100 times more intense than like <clears throat> for people. So utilitarian, right? If he wants to increase like the, like the, aggregative amount of utility he would be able to like sacrifice the happiness of so many people to just satisfy that utilitarian monster correct mm -hmm. uh, i actually find that plausible uh, i think that it that it intuitively relies on some bad heuristic assumptions that we make about it so it, <laughs> So I don't think that we can really like really imagine what it means to be like so much more oh, valuable, like so much more intense happiness and pain compared to people. We don't really have reference for that. So it feels intuitively wrong, but I think that's because of like lack of uh, intu intuition, like lack of reference. So I would, to, I would maybe put like a better example, like would you sacrifice like a thousand fish or a million ants to like uh, not have someone stabbed in the back so that it's actually the, the still there is the same kind of um, divide in terms of experience at, 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 at how intense it is but it is much um, but given the world and given what we know about it it is much more like imaginable and I think most people even would agree that, you know, probably sacrificing a lot of fish is fine to be a person. And that's what I would think you should say the same for, like, the monster and the, and the people. Um, okay, so in the same context, I suppose, let's say you're in a country that has a, a national health service. and Na National health? National Health Service that offers health uh, care to people in the country. And there's a. You, you know where I'm from? Where are you from? France? I'm from, uh, I'm from, no, I'm from Czech Republic. Sorry? It's, I'm from Czech Republic. Uh, it's in the heart of Europe. And yes, okay. we have. Uh, you know, the Czech Republic. <laughs> okay. And there's a Actually, committee. We, we have such a good health care that people, even when they go abroad, they usually like pay extra uh, health care in like social security so they can go here because it's like more available, more available and the quality is quite good too. Okay. I'm also in a country that has national health service. Mm -hmm. um, so let's say there's a committee that decides where to uh, put resources and they have a decision to either spend one million pounds on one patient on a very complicated procedure or they can spend or they can uh, help a thousand people with a thousand pound treatment for something mediumly serious like they won't die from it but uh, it will reduce a lot of pain let's say 
And I think consistently those kind of committees would choose to um, re allocate the resources to the thousand people than a very specialized treatment for the one person. Um, yes, probably. But the problem is that usually the decision is not within the communities. The decision is in those who has those million dollars. And it's not usually those thousand people who need the, the medium care. So that's actually, that we would get into the critique of probably like capitalism and private property. Um, and well, I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, yeah, but yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm happy, yeah, I agree, to, I I'm, ha I'm happy to, to go into like the political aspects of utilitarianism a bit later. Um, I'm just saying that if like there is a person or a, like a, a committee of people decide to take moral action, but in this case, it's to do with healthcare and, and, and you, you know, the typical utilitarian uh, question, like if, if there are, if there's a doctor and there's one healthy person in the waiting room, but five unhealthy people and each one of them needs a different body or body organ, mm -hmm. like one needs yeah. a heart one, and there's one that's healthy. Should you kill? <clears throat> the healthy one and give the five organs each to the five other people and save those five other people. So these are, you know, I think you probably heard that one, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I, would, I would accept. I would probably say you, you should give it to those five people. Kill, kill the, kill the is, person. Yeah, yeah, but it is, this is the problem, right? Because it's very weird to think about it in those highly hypothetical contexts. Not because I'm not like hypothetical or anything. I think it's very good to establish like principles. But if you were to imagine like a practical implications of it, there will be so many other uh, utility affecting consequences that you would have to take into account. And so, for example, in reality, I'm not sure how that would even look like, but I imagine something like an, like a doctor would have like an like kind of like an authority, like a red button. And if this kind of circumstance were to arise, he would like have a right to, um, you, you might say like, like I like kind of do like anything in, in a sort of way, uh, if it would save more people. So he could like take someone from waiting room or something like that. And I didn't think about the exact calculation of it, but, I think that right existing, like putting this right into place, that action itself, uh, that would, like, I think, uh, cause in a lot of like fear, uh, quite quite a bit, and quite like a sense of dread every time you would go to hospital, and actually probably even a lot of less people going to hospital for this, like, kind of horrific reason. Even so, though, there, is this the uh, rule part of the rule Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though the like exact benefit, like how, how does that actually happen? How often would that actually happen? How often would a doctor be able to tell, okay, I can reasonably deduce that this person can live and I need like uh, some other healthy organs or some other people to use that I am able to like operate in time and like find the uh, right blood type and everything. Like that seems like pretty, pretty rare. So, okay, let's uh, let's let's look at it in okay. a different way. Those same five people in the waiting room and the one healthy mm -hmm. person. Why is it necessarily wrong to to let them die? I'm not not saying that I'm suggesting it, but why is it necessarily wrong to let them die? Because when they die, they stop suffering. 
So you mean, like, to, you mean to kill those five people? Why is no, it just wrong? just let them die or let them die without paying? Why is that? Why is that uh, wrong under utilitarianism? Because once you you die, you stop experiencing suffering. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would you generally assume in, in, in most utilitarianism in utilitarian like um, uh, kind of practical basis or practical uh, sort of main ideas is that generally dying is has a negative utility. I know that. Can I understand why? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I think that um, because oh because if you say if you say dying is a negative utility, then we're gonna to have to go back to that uh, utility monster. And uh, if you you know if you kill a thousand a million something for one utility monster, then there's a negative cost to killing a million something for for one the happiness of one person or monster. Wait. wait. Did, did I say it has positive utility dying or negative? Negative, you said uh, negative. Oh, no, yeah, I, I think that if, if you die, it causes negative utility, yeah. Right, yeah. so I'm saying if, if there's a utility monster, mm -hmm. and in order to make the utility monster happy, a million somethings need to die, mm -hmm. then a million times and the negative utility of a million something die is a negative outcome. Mm -hmm. No? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, why is in general uh, dying a negative utility? In what sense? Because you stopped suffering. So, I'm just trying to clarify. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. That's half of it. The Go second on. is that you stop feeling pleasure. So now, what you do is to weigh them with each other, right? So you would be asking, well, given that the rest of life that person would keep living. Would the pleasures generally outweigh the sufferings he would experience in his life? That and that's, that's just like the first, like the basic uh, level of analysis. Okay, uh, and I think even answer to, to this question would be uh, probably yes. At least if you are talking about in the developed world, which if you are talking about doctors and operating, uh, to say like probably we are. So if uh, someone would have lived. 40 more years of life or 50 more years of life and in that 50 years they would have experienced happiness and because they died early then that is a negative utility yes because they would have been able to experience happiness but because of their death it's not realized sure they they save some suffering but i think that generally people experience more happiness than suffering or okay. that, that happiness it's like more intense or something like that yeah Okay. Oh, I guess we can talk about more intense happiness and more intense suffering. But um, yeah. if uh, so, those five sick people, mm -hmm. if they get the body organ that they need, they may live for another 40 years. So together, that would be 200 years of happiness. Mm -hmm. But if the one person, uh, if you kill that one person and take the five body, Sorry, if you kill the one person and give the other five the body parts, there's a 200-year there's calculus of happiness. And, but if you don't, then those will die, and you'll only have one person. Let's say he, he will also experience, what did I say, 40 years? 40 years worth of happiness. But in this case, okay. it's, it's clear that the, on, on the utilitarian equation, you should kill that person and let those five people live. 
Yeah, something like that. But the rule, but, but the rule says if you do that, the rule that makes one. it more complicated. Exactly, because you would put it, you would have to put it in practice with some action. So you, you wouldn't be talking about this like, should I sacrifice like uh, one person to save five? But you would be asking yourself, should I make a legal rule that a doctor should have this um, privilege? And that, that, just that just, so, would... just so I said, who who is making the rule? Because the the premise of the utilitarianism was that it is intuitive. So is the rule intuitive or is the rule something you need to learn about from a group of people making it? Well, yeah, so this is what, yeah, so you, I think you're asking, how do we know what in the end like leads to more utility? No, um, no, uh, the, the, the point you mentioned that utilitarianism, uh, the plus, uh, the plus, of it is that it is intuitive it is easy to understand people pick it up naturally no no that, that's no that, that's no, not what you I said believe. no you 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 said an example where like a community of like thousand people would vote like that they should themselves probably have like no, medium health no, no hold on before before we get let me explain my, again my position so is it okay. is it uh is it is it your position that the positive of utilitarianism is that it's easy to understand. So regular people, no. it's no, not easy to understand. No, and I, I think this will be the most interesting part of the conversation if you want to get into it. Okay. I can come up with extremely hypotheticals, which I can stand up for and I can defend, which even mentioning them would probably get me, uh, might get you in trouble. So I'm not sure if you would even want to put it on YouTube. <laughs> okay, but isn't, isn't there like a, an element where everyone can empathize with pleasure and pain and that's why we apply to morality yes everyone can emphasize uh, emphasize with empath empathize right yes. okay empathize with pleasure and pain but i don't think that makes utilitarian ethical system intuitive uh because the way i see human moral intuition is that we have like a very like a complex set of irrational uh, inconsistent rules that sometimes like prefer some vague idea of justice um some sometimes it goes towards like the utility like happiness suffering sometimes it goes towards when you did something wrong to you wrong you like deserve to be punished in a way sometimes it goes like into equality uh, right, okay sorry so, sorry i i understand I can accept mm -hmm. that there may be cases where it's more complicated from what you're saying. Is that, is that accurate to? Yeah. Yeah. On... yeah. I but, don't think but... utilitarianism is an like intuitively uh, intuitive system. Yeah. Is it, is it not? Don't you think that like the majority of the time it's intuitive and sometimes it's more complicated or is it complicated in general? I would, I would say that it is not intuitive unless you want to take those positions that already coincide with your other values. So those of equality and justice. So now we're, mis now we're mixing utilitarianism with egalitarianism? No, I'm saying that, like, let's say that there will be a person, right? And uh, he, like, he wouldn't be like philosophically, um, like knowledgeable or anything. He's just like normal moral, moral agent. And I would ask him, hey, would you consider this right and wrong? And I would expect that he would generally agree about some uh, utilitarian moral rule, 
if it would also coincide with uh, with some ideas of justice and equality. Hold hold on, I I think that um, so, okay. So let me make a distinction here, and you tell me what you think is accurate. So is it the case that utilitarianism is something that you need to study? You need to go study somewhere, and people will teach you what is moral and what isn't moral based on utilitarianism, or is it the case that people have an inbuilt uh, moral system from their culture, their religion, their society, and that may or may not be utilitarian, but in some cases, or in most cases, uh, it does co comply with utilitarian utilitarianism, or, or no? Is, so the distinction here is, it's, if it's not intuitive, do you need to study it, or do you do you absorb it from society? I would agree with the former that you need to study it, and uh, you would make like um, quasi scientific like process for calculating utility, and you you might connect it to some political system. We might get into it later, but uh, I don't think it is intuitively um, comprehensible generally. No, I would not agree with that. I think that generally, I would be, I would be against people um, who are just thinking like in, who are just like normal intuitive moral agents. I think I would not agree with them. Okay, so could there be a situation where uh, many different people, many different utilitarianism have a different take on one uh, event? Some will say it is more, some will say it's not more. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and the, yes, this is very true. Uh, and this is like exactly like social sciences, right? The more complicated it gets, the more a phenomena gets intense, like more difficult to comp compute and to, to define and to prove. Then you get like more disagreements on the academic level as well. Um, the result is not to just say, well, people just have different ideas, you know, so like whatever, but there should be at least, you know, like, like some, some main ideas, some attempts at prove it, and then there's just going to be some disagreements that's okay, but they're going to argue over it academically and then decide whatever we decide kind of, like we do it, like even with social sciences and everything else. Okay, is ultimately the goal of utilitarianism that at the end of the day, the actions that we took have a particular consequence and that consequence is more happiness and less suffering. Exactly. So consequentialism, in a sense. Mm -hmm. The version that I hold uh, would be a bit more language-based. I don't know if you would get into it, but um, uh, but I'm I'm happy defending if there is like the normal in general. Yeah. Well, why don't you defend the concept of equality? and justice or social justice mm -hmm. in the context of increasing happiness and reducing suffering oh so you think that if i would defend equality and justice it would that action of like defending it and being pro it would like lead to more utility well you you raised it so i'm gonna let you you can you can take it in the direction you intended it to be taken um mm -hmm. you mentioned it as a, as a value yes yeah, yeah. Okay, so why don't you expand on that? Like equality and justice as a value? 
to increase utilitarianism or or is it something that that's the rule part of rule utilitarianism that if we follow these rules the result will be more happiness and less suffering um I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure what you mean exactly um okay so sorry so let, let, let me start let me start over so in what mm-hmm. context is social justice and equality relevant to utilitarianism at all? I think it is highly detrimental to utilitarianism. And I don't think we, we should promote or use these concepts uh, in utilitarianism. Oh, so it, it actually hurts utilitarianism? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, I misunderstood. Why do you say it helps it, it Of course, there's always going to be, I, I, I would go, I would have to say this after everything, okay? Of course, there's going to be probably some context where I would be okay with that, okay? Of course, because that's what it's about, about particular circumstances, but uh, like generally, and to make some like strict uh, or like more like practical um, prescriptions, I don't think we should have, I, I think we should say that it's a bad value and we should stay away from it. Okay, can I ask for an example where it could be detrimental? Uh, values of utility of of equality and justice. Yes. How does it? How does it? Uh, how is it detrimental? In what scenario would it be detrimental? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, I I think it would be nice to be like very practical with this. So, <clears throat> let me think. Uh, like let's say that uh, a society, the way that it is structured, probably benefits as a whole, like that it produces more utility from some kind of uh, inequality. It means if some people have of something more and those people that have something less, they have something to strive towards. Like uh, this would be part of me like defending some capitalist uh, aspects. And so this, you can see this inequality, this social system as overall like making, uh, producing more utility in the society. But um, uh, but if you would promote equality, then you would actually decrease overall utility uh, to make people more equal. So I think the good example would be, um, like let's say people like getting even like a social and economic benefits, for example, for the uh, for the job they do. So I don't think you should be getting the same social and economic benefits. You should be equal um, if you are um, like uh, working in like a coal factory and being like a manager who's trying to. Uh, get around the government um, regulations about climate control compared to someone who, let's say, uh, studies uh, some scientific theory and tries to come up with some practical um, examples about the world or what we should do or, or, or anything. Yeah. So it's interesting. I I think a lot of. I mean, to be honest, I have I haven't met. utilitarian or even any any anyone else that doesn't uh well except except people that that follow what i follow that doesn't uh 
put egalitarianism somewhere uh, in them, especially in the context of utilitarianism, in the sense that I can give an example that um, a poor person doesn't have enough money, therefore they're suffering. Uh, a rich person has too much money, therefore they don't need it. And if we take uh, money from the rich person and, sorry, the poor person has a, a, less money. So when they, let's say, consume something, they, they, they only have one util of happiness from that consumption. Whereas mm-hmm. the rich person, they can only consume so many utils and the rest is wasted in a sense. I don't agree with this, but the, re- oh. but the, rest, the rest is you wasted. You don't agree with like marginal utility? I don't agree that it's consumed. I, I don't think that's what's happening. Oh, oh so, so, so you would agree with marginal utility, that the more you have, the less utility you gain from it. I agree, I agree with marginal utility. Okay. So, for example, I don't think that rich people can consume all their money. I, I don't think that, in a sense that uh, it's, very, it's even very hard to spend it all, some of the richer people spend all on something. Like, there just isn't that many options. I, I believe that, uh, rich people, yeah. the vast majority of the money is invested in something productive. So it's not consumed, it's producing something else. It's, it's invested in a, a company or a, fact, or a company that owns a factory and, and, the, and that factory is producing something. They're not consuming that money necessarily. But in this context, uh, it's, it's assumed that the money that they have is, is all, has to be consumed. It's not consumed or, or like the, there'll be a marginal utility, as, as you mentioned. So at some point, they, it's not as beneficial as taking that money away from the rich person and giving it to a thousand poor people. And then you have more utility. So typically, utilitarianism and egalitarianism in, that, in the context I've mentioned is very common. So you're, you're the first person I, I've seen that has not gone through that uh, process. Oh, y- yes. Uh, and I agree with you uh, in that example you showed. And... That is true that in that sense it's going to coincide. Uh, but um, oh my god, how, how do I put this? I, I think I could illustrate it better with some more radical hypotheticals. Okay. But it's just there are so many ways in which it doesn't coincide, and therefore I don't think we should promote it. But in that case, I would, which president, I would agree that, that it does, yes. So in this case, where a rich person has less marginal utility from the consumption, you would agree to take money from the rich person and give it to several poor people. That's not what I would do. Uh, with no, the just you, t- you tell me what you but, would do. But uh, if you put, if you. Uh, put this as a general option, then I, I I would put it I would give it to poor people. <laughs> but if you are talking about like, oh, so let's say that you have some money available, and how would you spend it? Well, now 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 that's that's I think a bit different conversation. Okay, so how would you? Um, well, let let me just ask you this: How would you maximize utility in a society? So. Right now, if I had like resources, economic and social, you have what a magic would I do wand to, in- to increase the most amount of utility in the world. Yes, but the world, not just not just your country, but the world. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't go care ahead. about my country. Yeah. Uh, it would probably be 
uh, to change the system that is making those decisions in the first place. So it will be changing the political system into one which uh, makes utilitarian decisions. Um, is, it is more is it... prone to making utilitarian decisions. And how would that, and how, and for example, how would that, would that system make those decisions? Because you, you're saying. Oh, yes. So, it, yes. So now that was the abstract, it was just a general like explanation in one sentence. So oh, sorry, but get... sorry, before you, before you start, did you say that, um, did you mean, sorry, that uh, we'll have like a sort of world government or each country will have a utilitarian government? So now, if you want, I can get into explaining how I would see that ideal political system looking so far. Go on, go ahead. Okay, but I want to very much qualify this, that so far in my considerations, I have been super focused on the philosophical and logical and uh, the main like value-based foundational ideas. For this, because I'm talking about something practical, you would need a lot of empirical information which I do not believe I have collected uh, so far. So what I'm going to say is the, you might say like a high horse uh, chair philosophy kind of uh, idea that I haven't I, seen. I don't have a problem with armchair philosophy, but bear in mind, I, I would struggle to accept that you can have empirical data for this because if we are necessarily and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, I, from what I understand, measuring happiness and, 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 and suffering is more of a subjective survey-based approach than it is an empirical approach. But un unless you're saying something like you're converting it, you're transforming it and saying a measure of money is a measure of happiness or suffering, as in the less money no, you have. No. So otherwise, I don't know how you can say it's empirical. Yeah, you would, you would probably have to make some basic assumptions, uh, probably like some leaps. Okay. Uh, I'm not even sure there will be like radical ones. I think they will be pretty basic. So you would, uh, so this, we would be getting into the measure of utility, but I would generally say that you would accept that, um, like, I think we have gone far enough in like uh, neurology and it's like psychology. We can uh, generally identify like those happy states and happy chemicals. And number one, we would be looking uh, sort of at this kind of pseudo objective measure of like, we would like put it under the machine and measure it under certain circumstances. Uh, and then we would make some general assumptions, some deductions from that. And number two, we would be looking at the what that person would tell about their own experience. So the methodology would be, for example, number one, let's say we'll be deciding if you want to like uh, have a, if you want to like give a, every person a dog because you think it will like make everyone happy. And then you would ask like person with a dog, do you feel happy with the dog? How much do you feel? How would you describe it? On one to 10, where would you rate yourself? And then you would ask them like, do you, are you anxious during the day? How many times do you feel like awful? Do you have sometimes like depression? And then you would ask like a group without dogs. And then you would like put, uh, so that would be the first part, the subjective evaluation. And then the second part would be like, you would like 
maybe I don't know if you have the technology, but you, you could like put them on some machine to like this or like on some some medicine to like measure like general levels of oxytocin, serotonin, whatever, uh, and to see if that uh, if that is higher with the person who is like more. Can I can I uh, can I say this? Even if I accept your premise that you objectively measure their brain functions and their heart rate and their anxiety rate. Hey, I'm saying quasi, things, quasi objectively. Let, I don't let me think, like okay. Let, let me give a scenario. Let's say that mm-hmm. you're and I'm 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 taking a, log, a a leap here, but let's say your world government, your utilitarian world mm-hmm. government says everyone must meditate between 12 and 12:30 in the afternoon every day. Mm-hmm. And as a result of this meditation, forci- for, forcible meditation, everyone's anxiety has been lowered. Mm-hmm. everyone's uh, serotonin levels i'm not sure if that's the right one during I, i'm not really let's say oxytocin not, not oxytocin. certain hormones in the brain go up the good ones the bad ones go down you feel a sense of contentment mm-hmm. and contentment follows very well with utilitarianism i would assume mm-hmm. and this false meditation yeah. and gratitude is all you need and satisfaction to do. which is yeah yeah is all you need to do to increase happiness and reduce suffering no no doesn't even doesn't even change your physical material conditions you just did a 30 minute a day uh, meditation mm-hmm. and and i i am sure there's like tons of evidence that will probably agree with me yeah yeah um i'm not i haven't even looked but and that would increase utilitarianism uh, sorry increase happiness or maximize utility for the planet yes and i'm yes i'm going to swallow the pill this is one of the radical hypotheticals i can think of even worse ones or the more radical I don't think it's that radical, but yes, I would agree in that. I, I think that I would be fine with government enforcing that. A government enforcing, isn't there some kind of rule saying yeah, don't of course, enforce the, people we, to take meditation or something? No, no, you would, of course, go into, well, okay, so if we take this society, would we want government to have this power? And then you would make um, evaluation on that. And you would have, uh, you would have to have particular political institutions to make it possible, not corruptible, and so on. But if those conditions are reasonably met, then yes, I think you should be forced to do those things. Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so let, let me bring a question from my philosophy and, and, ask, you, mm-hmm. and ask you, why why should you force people to do your definition of good? Why is that okay? Or moral? Well, that's and it, that's a very good that's a very good question, by the way. Thank you. I'm still uh, studying what it means, by the way. It takes 15 years to fully absorb it. I hear. <laughs> but in order, because okay, I, I'm not sure how to exactly answer this, so I'm going to give you an example to show maybe my my frustration with the way you're asking that. Okay. So let's say that we have a person and that person is like, I want to rape five-year-olds. I want to kill them and torture them until I... Right, okay, so let me, let me, let me, yeah, okay, I understand. So I will accept... Well, I would just like to... I will will accept, I will will accept the condition that we should prevent people from violating other people's individual rights. So I wouldn't say that, you know, willy-nilly everyone can harm one another 
specifically in the area of individual right, I accept that we should not allow other people to violate the individual rights of other yes, people. Yes, but, but okay, okay. I don't think you understand my example where I'm going with it. So, so okay, can I go just ahead. go sure. with it? Yeah. Uh, so let's say that we have this person, okay? Let's say that this is my new position, okay? I'm a, I'm a change person. I, I've, I've slept, I have a dream or whatever, okay? Uh, I think we should rape children. I've, I've, I, want, I think everyone should get as much uh, pleasure from their pain as possible. I think we should torture them in the most menacing way possible. And, you know, that's just what I want. And then you would, you know, you would, you would say the opposite and I would then ask you, why do you enforcing your sense of goodness to me? Why are you saying we should not do this? Because you're actively saying that, no, we should not do it, right? You're not saying, you know, like, I don't know about what you want. You're saying that this, this is exactly what we shouldn't do. So you're making like an active moral uh, assertion about a source of action we should take. And then I can take, well, you are enforcing your sense of goodness on me, right? So I, I would say this. Um, the premise of uh, we should not, why is it more to force people to do your definition of good is And to some degree, they're not forced, they can force you to do what they want either. So neither of you should force one another. And um, in that kind of situation, it's not just you against the world, it's, the, it's you versus the world plus the, everyone else versus you and it versus everyone else. So if, if no one is allowed to force one another, including bad, uh, including bad things, but also including their definition of good then no one can force one another and then you won't have the situation where well you know i think you should do this good is what i disagree but, that's a but good thing you want to enforce it right you want to enforce non-raping of children and everything so you are in yeah. a position where you are actively uh enforcing a certain moral uh, foundation right a moral principle yes, the, the, the moral foundation is don't force so if someone initiates, okay okay so okay so, but uh, let me let me like give you a contradictory state. If someone initiates force on someone else, then it would be moral for you to retaliate force and, and stop them. Mm -hmm. so, so we agree with the general framework that we should enforce it, that I want to enforce it in the same way that you do. I just, we just take at the main principle. So your main principle would be that I want to uh, like uh, enforce the like, non-violation of some basic autonomy of like some basic happiness right and i would want to uh, enforce anything uh, that decreases utility so now we don't disagree at like i don't i don't want to like force our goodness like we are the same at that we both want to do it we are just disagreeing about what the, what we consider to be like the main foundation of goodness well ho but hold on it's more the case it's more the case that you have some definition of goodness based on your, your philosophy or, or your or in this case utilitarianism and i okay, okay. Or other I'm people sorry, may I'm or may not agree with it maybe can i can i just i know this is like very frustrating to debate i understand maybe what if we would agree on this okay how about we take it from like a different angle how okay. about we look at the world and we make uh some real um true statements about the world and then we make some intuitive judgments on what we should do. So would you be willing uh, to do that? Because I think that you have bought into some 
true statements which are not actually true about the world. And I think that they largely justify your uh, ethical framework. I mean, if you want to point out something you observed in the world and I observe incorrectly, I would happy mm-hmm. to be persuaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so to show what I mean, let's say I'm debating with a Nazi, okay? I'm, I'm not going to debate probably with him like, oh, sh- you know, like, I know you, like, you want to kill the Jews, right? You, you think I'm a fucking disgrace. Uh, or you want to kill them and torture them, I don't know. Uh, like, I, we would not get far. We would just be like explaining our differences. But let, let's take a step back. Let's, let's look at something more arguable. Let's look like what is really happening. Because it's probably the case that his moral belief is reflected in some reality. So it's probably reflected in the reality that Jews are in some way inherently bad and harmful, right? Well, I, I actually thought about this subject. I think that... Um, so firstly, I, I going to what you were saying, I, I acknowledge... I'm happy to acknowledge the distinction between force and persuasion, and persuasion to me is fine. Uh, in the case of the Nazi, I think that there's an us versus them mentality, that the Nazis are part of a group which is us, the Jews are part of a, a group which is them. They are Please, different and you, you than could, us. And You could probably say it in some descriptive facts, right? That that person would believe him. And, and I think the idea to persuade them is to show them that there isn't this distinction of us versus them. It's the same group. Oh, yes, but you would make it a conversation on a factual basis, probably, right? I would, whatever appeals to the person. I would try to show facts, sure, and I would try to appeal to their emotions if, if, if I can. But, uh, yeah, I would try to persuade them that Jews are human beings like that person is. Okay, okay, sure. So how about I tell you something that I think you believe in that creates a foundation for a moral system that I don't believe is true. So I, I'm going to tell you the Nazi version of, oh, you know, all not Jews are bad and harmful. Sorry, I don't, I don't understand the question or what are we, in what direction we're going right now. So how about, I think that there is something that you believe in that I think is wrong, that uh, is the foundation for your moral framework or for your, Sure, I mean, if you, if you can persuade me that something okay. is wrong, I would listen I think, you. so, now, this is, I'm getting on a bit of a hot stove here, okay? Because this is, I'm, you can easily, like, prove me wrong, make me look at an idiot. But I think what you believe in is that you probably believe that people uh, <clears throat> have some level of volition or freedom in their decision. I do. Mm-hmm. So you would not agree uh, that, uh, let's say, if you give person freedom, or if you don't, uh, let's say, if you force someone to do something, or if you give him freedom to do something, they are like fundamentally different. In one option, you know, he's deciding he's doing something actively, and in the one. He's not. You would say like that's like on the real on some real basis in some like uh, real world factual context. It's like fundamentally different, right? Yes. If you use force to prevent someone to take certain action, then they can't use their reason to plan or take actions in that direction. You're preventing. Yeah, they them cannot from doing. use like their will, right? Like their um, 
Yeah, you probably say it. Yeah, sure. Like there will. Same, same. Yeah, thing. so I don't think uh, that th this is simply true. I believe that what we know about the universe and the world, the reality is that people are wholly determined and there might be uh, some uh, element of randomness, which is still not anything coming close to will. So I would believe in like a purely deterministic uh, theory of mine. Sorry, you don't believe in free will? Yes, that your actions are the result of um, exchanges in your chemical brain that are that you have no control whatsoever. So okay. what I would see the forcing someone to do something and giving him freedom to do something, I would see like um, just like different kinds of stimuli reacting him to lead something. I would not see like a fundamental difference as like you might like I don't see like I'm like taking his will away. You know, he, he, the result of his action is not by his will anyway. It's okay. Is it is it, is it is it the case that uh, let me just make a distinction so I understand better. Is it the case that um, because people have previous motivations, so for example, every every biological creature needs to uh, eat and drink to survive, and because they have these motivations, they are no, it's, it's, it's they don't have free that. will. No, no, it's not, it, no, it's not just that. It's that. Uh, so we, so we're billions. So in the sense, sorry, let me ask in a different way. So our neurons and brain chemicals, in a sense, are like billiard balls on the table. One, neuro, one neural ball hits another neural ball, yeah, and yes, we yes, react in a predictable way. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so we can actually analyze those processes. Okay, so we can oh, but, actually but, but wait, that... I, 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 I rather not talk about this, and I'll give the reason, because I think it's mm -hmm. a debate. It's a debate within a debate, essentially. And... Uh, I'm happy to discuss it just on a on another topic. Is it so? I don't want to depress depress or deflate your enthusiasm. Can I ask one question, and then could we move into the political aspect of utilitarianism? Um, <clears throat> is it, in utilitarianism is it is it the case that uh, people have to help other people or people have to serve other people, like in the sense of uh, let's say. You know, religion encourages you to help other people and, and, and serve other people that need the help. Do we have this in your utilitarianism or not really? Like help the needy and stuff like that? Um, I want to say yes, but I'm afraid my answer that I would not, that I would not agree with. So, of course, as a utilitarian, you know, of course, increases utility, that's it. But I don't think that the actions that you should take would be helping the poor and like sending money to charity or something like that right now. Why would that not be increasing utility? Because that's, that's going to come back around to what I said is that I think that the way you increase the utility the most in this world is that if you try to change the political systems, uh, which makes those decisions in the first place. So to make essentially uh, the decisions making systems more utilitarian prone. So it might even be something similar, like uh, investing. Uh, Actually, I, I, I understand what you mean. So, but let me ask you this question, right? 
if you mm-hmm. try to change the system, let's say you spend your whole life, your whole life trying to change the system, but the system never changes. Versus if you give 10, 10 euros a month to a charity, which one has more utility? Well, of course, in, in, the, in the consequence, you would say that uh, um, the one person, you know, given some amount of money. But this is judged in hindsight, uh, number one. And number two, you're not even judging whether he should have done it. Why is it, why is it such a, why does we have to go over the biggest, the biggest and most difficult goal to be utilitarian? Because, you know, this is basically the, the point of view of activists versus, you know, policymakers. So, mm-hmm. so like, why Because... do we have to, why do we have to, let's, let's say, why do we have to, you know, tear down capitalism versus let's do some policies that help the poor over here and we incrementally get to a stage where we want why does it have to be this big target or nothing uh well i'm not that much against capitalism but uh sorry i didn't say you were i'm just yeah yeah, yeah i know I, i'm just uh, so i think that the political system that uh i'm i would be currently pro uh in favor of uh what lead to such an exorbitant uh, exuberant how's that word <laughs> yeah sure yeah fine exuberant we're all, we're all foreigners here we don't we don't you know we don't correct yeah, yeah yeah pronunciation a huge amount of utility it will be so such an increase that even if the life that might be quite low uh i still think that there is reasonably enough chance for that to happen uh i that i think we should do it so number one i think it's reasonable i think it's i think it's still quite unlikely but i don't think it's like crazy unlikely and number two the consequence would be so like so intensely huge so like massive okay can i ask a different question what if you spend most of your life trying to change the government to be utilitarian government you succeed mm-hmm. and then Two years later or four years later, the government changes and, and that government is not re-elected. Like with, well, they said, we tried it, it didn't I work would, out, we continued. I would not be in favor of election, elections, <laughs> but... Okay, you got me there. But no, no, sure, you can say that it would dissolve in some other ways, right? Uh, like okay. invasion or internal struggles, whatever, corruption, in many ways. Uh, well, well, I mean, of course, then I would say that is unfortunate but number one that doesn't that doesn't necessarily make uh, my actions like wrong that i might have calculated the, cal- the utility even well but it just didn't ended up being the case that just sometimes happens you know it's you're acting on probability uh but that you know like that that's just how it is with trying to make a world a better place sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it does And well, just I'll, try try it, you know. I, I just, I studied, um, there is a branch of economics that studies uh, government behavior. It's called public choice theory. And, um, or basically the idea is that politicians are rational actors, just like people in the market. And then it evaluates uh, behavior based on this premise. Um, and uh, let's, let me put Maybe. a scenario to you, yeah? So... You, you spend 40 years of your life or 25 years of your life, you get the government you want. 
they're in power. Then, you know, they try to pass certain policies. Sometimes they get a majority of votes. Most of the times they don't. Again, I, I would not have an electoral uh, system. I would not well, be just, in favor just, of democracy. Just bear with me. Let, we, we, we currently okay. only have democracy. I'm not sure what other options we have. Um, certainly not with, with, you know, if you want to be elected, that would be the way to elect your government. Um, and then I was just going to say that uh, a lot of compromises have to be made. So some of the policies do co come through, some are compromised and some not, not or most not at all. And then like at the end of two years, I don't know, two years is like the, the local, not, not the prime minister or the president, but like two years, four, year, four years is the prime minister, but two years is like the local people get voted in. And then you see like actually, some people may not like it so much. You lose some seats. And uh, at the end of four years, you're not elected. And you spent this whole time. And, you know, this, this is a more realistic situation. You spend this mm -hmm. whole time campaigning for this huge stru structural change. And then you were disappointed by, by politics and democracy. And it, you envisioned like a sort of very, very bright future. But then the rubber met the road and it was, it, you know, some things happened. It's not that nothing happened, but some, but some, but most things didn't. Yeah. 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 Of course, as I said, th that is un unfortunate, but I I'm not sure. Like, I feel like it's kind of what we, what we have to do. Like what, what I, I would do, okay. I would do like a reasonable uh, calculus or some empirical evaluation on what uh, actions I should take that would have a greatest chance of increasing the most amount of utility. So this will be like, of course, like there's actually an organization which does something similar. Uh, this would be like a massive project. And then you would go like with the with number one option. But of course it might not happen, but I feel like th that, that is just necessary how does, how does, you know, like affairs are, whatever your values are, they might not end up being, it might not end up being the case. Unless you want to like resign on it, uh, like you just no, sorry, have to I'm, expect it. I mean, in terms of uh, putting all your eggs in one basket, like why is it you 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 said before that mm -hmm. you would get you get like considerably more utility if you change the government, right? That's that's what we should focus on. Mm -hmm. Focus on, and you know, to be fair, that you're not the only person saying this. A lot of activists are saying this. Like, for example, the people I discuss with that don't like capitalism, they're like, look, we want to change the system. And I'm like, look, you know, you can open your own co-op, you could fund these things, you can do these, that. No, I, it's changing the system or nothing. Otherwise, there's no point. And you're not, so you're necessarily not the only one. Not well, that I'm, I'm saying. I, I, I wouldn't, by the way, hold a position like, it's all not nothing. I well, I'm, again, I'm slightly. Practical, practical evaluation, I think, would lead to this. Uh, conclusion. That's what I'm saying. Explain to me how you came to this conclusion, then. Uh, how you can how you can come up to this conclusion? How, how did you come up to the conclusion that you get the most utility by, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket and going after this large goal? Mm -hmm. Oh my God! Well, <laughs> or, or what what's wrong with incremental over time? uh and you know help and doing things on a local level and and, you okay. know, and stuff like that so okay so i can i mean unless well, this would be like the what i would ex what i would want this would be like a result of like a like a little like ten thousand like 
pages of academic work and analysis put into it, right? But oh, we I have can math for like this, you're saying? Oh, we have I, math I told for... you, like, the, no, I, I told you the quasi-methodology, right? It would make so we have, we have data for this, yes? Is that what you're saying? We have, yeah, we have, we have data with some... Okay, continue, I mean, okay, by the way, I'm curious. If you're if you're not even willing like to accept like the methodology, then I'm not sure how you can even like justify uh, like claims like you know that uh, like ants are like don't have experience or are more or less valuable. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh... Sorry. Let, let's let's do this. Okay. okay. For, for, I accept, uh, let's say let's say I I maybe somewhat skeptic, but go ahead with the methodology and go ahead, sorry, with the data and explain to me why the conclusion is we have to make a really big change or, or, okay. and not something so, smaller. So I, I pro, I'm not going to tell like, I'm not able to like do like full analysis, of course, right? So I'm going to like an, a good example uh, of like a typical kind of problem and why we would need it, okay? Would it be fine? Yeah, sure. So let, let's let's look at climate change. Um, I, I've taken actually some classes on the um, development of uh, or it was uh, it was I don't remember it was a check. Uh, well, the way that that we make our economic development and growth in our society, and that it is. Oh, this is uh, this is an area I know a lot of about as well. Go on. And that. It is actually uh, in economy. It is called like a sustainable growth, and that is actually like a nonsense. Like it's physically impossible to sustainable growth. And physically impossible to sustainable growth, economic yes, growth. Yes, yes, yes. I disagree. That is physically. You disagree, disagree? with that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, I don't know if I should ask you why, but I feel to be interested. I'm curious. How do you think? sustainable growth on this earth is possible so you're saying the earth is finite as a finite amount of resources and in order <laughs> to have economic growth you need to get those resources from the earth yes is that accurate mm -hmm. well that's not what economic growth is about at all we actually in 2019 there was a there was a sorry not a paper there was a news article that came out that we're using less and less not less energy, less uh, paper, less steel, and we still have in the US, and they still have uh, economic growth because, and the reason is economic growth is not based entirely on resources, it's based on human innovation, and human innovation is infinite. Okay, so you would, so then you would make an assertion yes. that over the next millennia and thousands, maybe millions of years, we'll mm -hmm. be constantly able to innovate. To the point where we will be able to like get out of those finite resources more and more that we will be able to sustain this growth like basically forever absolutely and not only that there's been research that when we run out of particular uh, uh, minerals let's say we find other minerals that are better and we replace them we have a situation now for example with cobalt and lithium batteries and, and how cobalt is mined in, a, in an unethical way and people are finding ways of replacing cobalt with something else. And in fact, I think someone made a bet with 
for a 10 year period, I forgot there were two famous economists, I believe in columnists, said that the other guy told the, the one professor told the other, get a basket of minerals. And in 10 years time, every single one of those minerals will be, will be cheaper to, to source than it is today. And, the, and for like, I don't know, for like a thousand dollar bet. And the guy won the bet. So yes, I mean, we, we haven't even scratched the surface of what we're able to do. And it's, it's uh, certainly human innovation is the focus here. It's, uh, and, you know, around human innovation, economic complexity. Um, have, you read, have you read the article, uh, The Great Enrichment? No. So there's an article by a famous uh, economist called The Great Enrichment, which she looked into how uh we got rich over the last 200 years like before we had like a period of like the vast majority of humanity was dealt poor only like a handful of kings and queens were rich and then in the last 250 years we, we uh you know popped out of thin air all this huge amount of wealth and why is that and it's largely to do with ideas and innovation yes but what you're saying is Hello? Or... Okay. Hold on, can you hear me? Uh, I think I didn't change anything. Can you hear me well? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you okay. hear me? Yes. Yes, continue, please. Okay. So, again, um, I think what you're saying um, at least I assume I of course didn't look at it specific times, but it's generally like true that we are getting like extremely efficient. Uh, but the claim that you are making is like, it's let, let, like me, let me frame it in a different way. Yeah, let me frame it in a different way. And I'm trying mm -hmm. and I'm trying to anticipate uh, where you got your ideas from with regards to the finite resources. Let's put it differently. We've had for let's say a hundred thousand years the same land the same like we've we've had a hundred thousand years worth of land worth of resources worth of physical labor from humans we've had this it, we've had those things the whole time and we didn't get rich like we got rich in the last 250 years would you agree mm -hmm. so the resources have been there you know the land has been there human no shortage of human physical labor whatsoever and uh, we, we, we've never seen this degree of wealth. And in addition, I, I would say that, yes, we, we have more people than we did before. But the reason why we have more people is because we're able to produce more food. But for we haven't been largely even using those resources. Like well, what, why just I, largely I agree, stayed in the ground? I agree completely. Like before. And or, once we started oil, actually using it, it's, I, it's I agree, running let, out already. I agree with you. But bear in mind what you're saying as well. Before, okay. oil, oil from the ground was this black stuff that was icky and sticky and, and, was, and gets your, your clothes dirty and you don't really want it. And then when mm -hmm. they developed like the internal combustion engine, now all of a sudden, dinosaur juice is super valuable. Okay. Right? But before it was in uh -huh. the ground, we hated it. It was terrible. Now all of a sudden, we, we need it. To be invention that will make like something like, like seawater or something like, 
available, like useful for us in that way? Well, I can give you an example. There's a way right now to uh, suck CO2 out of the environment. Sucking uh, what? Sucking CO2, CO2 out of the environment. Uh -huh. And uh, that, that I know for sure, but there's some people saying that in the future, the, the CO2 that is sucked out of the environment can be used for fuel. That's okay. a bit, I think, I think, I mean, I've heard people say that could be a bit science fiction-y, but, but sucking CO2 out of the environment is available right now. Um, and, you know, some people are saying, you know, it's not efficient enough yet, but, you know, these, we're doing these things, we're innovating and, and wherever we well, have a shortage. That's the problem, of... right? How, how efficient it is. If you, if, 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 if you can like use it, but it doesn't even uh, replenish the energy that, that it took you to get it out, then that's not a lot, you know? Sorry, I'm, I'm not following. If it doesn't even replenish the energy that it took you to get the CO2 out of the atmosphere in the first place, and that's not even that significant amount of energy that we can work with. Yes, but some people, that's not the point. Some people just want to pay companies no, I'm to, just saying efficiency oh, you is mean, very important you, you mean in a way it doesn't use fossil fuels to suck that energy out that's what you mean it, does, it doesn't no no no, 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 no. but I'm saying that efficiency is exactly the point efficiency yes, right but we get we get better you are, over time you're talking about degrees of efficiency which I would consider uh, like a like a supernatural even okay hold, hold on it's not it look it, it's not I don't think it's super relevant and I'm just conscious of the time a bit i don't think it's super relevant because you know over time we can get more efficient in, in these for example i in some of the more environmental stuff i haven't seen the efficiencies that i would like and i'm specifically mean uh, wind farms and uh solar but uh, we we have efficiencies in other areas like nuclear energy certainly third and fourth generation are very good and uh, we over time we improve things we innovate things we when we run out of one resource, we find another. Well, we're going to at some point not use fossil fuels. We're going to switch to something you have, else. You have no, you have no basis for that claim. You don't know that's going. To I have be no happening. basis for that claim. Why do? Are we still in the Stone Age? Do we no, still no, use stone? No, or no, the, or of, the metal, of course, Bronze Age. Of course, of course, you can refer to our experiences, but like there's no, uh, like like you, you don't assume just from what has been happening that you will keep constantly. Uh, like finding new sources. But well, uh, what are you assuming the, the, that we will run out of resources? We haven't so far. Well, in, I, I in, 19, in 1968, we had a book called The Population Bomb, right? That said uh -huh. that in the year 2000, we will, we will have so many people on the planet, we will ration food. And as a consequence, in 1979, the Communist Party of China enacted the one child policy. That killed around 400 million babies plus forced, adopt, forced abortions at all stages because they were so concerned that they won't be able to feed their population because of this book, The Population Bomb. We, mm -hmm. we now have considerably more people than that book predicted. And we have, I mean, in the West at the very least, we're very efficient in making food. I know it doesn't get distributed to other countries that don't have as much capitalism as we do. Okay. But I agree with you that we have that on this. Uh, like how we've gotten efficient and how we have been able to like get hold of and take advantage of like new types of resources. But I, I just, okay, so can, can I just, curious. can I just point out, this is no longer the topic of the, I'm happy to have a separate, 
well, well, we've kind of got, got into it, right? Uh, but, but I do, I do, I do uh, need to kind of like, uh, okay, ask your question. But I'm, I'm gonna. Okay, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to. How does it make you feel that the current uh, people responsible for making these kinds of evaluations, evaluations about the sustainability of our Earth, uh, this will be like the climactic panel. I think it's like called UEC. Uh, I don't remember the name, uh, but they have pretty much agreed on the. Uh, that even the resources that, that like we are running out of them, and they have predicted like like a large... which resources are we running out of? Uh, oil. Yeah, at some point. Bit later. Everyone keeps saying that, but we keep finding more ways. Also, some metals. Of... We keep finding more ways of getting oil. So for example, fracking is a method. Oh yes, this get... is what we've been doing so far. But no, fracking is relatively it. new. We, it's like only it's only been around for a few decades. But like, it, it has been one way to extract more and more. Now look, I'm I'm not saying but we should be like, using fossil like fuels forever. You're willing to put like existence of humanity. No, listen, I'm not. At, I'm like, not doing any like such thing. It's like this scientific optimism that I mean, you know we're just what? more efficient. Let, we just find more listen resources. For a like, you don't know that. I I looking at the past. Right. Anyone that's been pessimistic about us running out of anything has been wrong, flat out wrong. And mm -hmm. we've always managed to innovate our way out of certain problems, including climate change, like uh, climate rated deaths are, are at the 98. Sorry, climate rated deaths now are 98 percent lower than they was at the start of the century or like 100 years ago. So, I mean, obviously, we're innovating, we're improving things. We can still. I'm under the impression we can still find fossil fuels. Not that I'm. That's necessarily something I'm interested in, but uh, I would like us to see more nuclear and more mi uh, micro nuclear reactors and hydroelectric well, and yeah, all those things. But and, and we do have the just, capacity you, you, you of just, doing them. You just don't know it. You have like a level. I don't know what that we can't I take could, nuclear reactors. I, I, I could. No, no, but <laughs> it's like we could be arguing about like. Hey, do you think that in our modern society we are going to have like a war in like developed countries and, and you're going to be, hey, actually, if you look at this, 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 you can see how war has been always like put off. You can see like more examples, how, you know, it's, it's been getting like, you know, it's been like put off and we're not getting any war, you know, so you, you can see the, like the clear line, but then boom, and you get to a certain point and maybe it's not going to happen anymore. Okay, and so in, if, in, look, in if, if you want to be, if, if you want to be alarmist the end about, of humanity. Like, if you want to be alarmist, alarmist about it, and and you know, catastrophizing situation, then go back to go back to nineteen sixty. Okay, go back to nineteen sixty eight. Go back to nineteen sixty eight and say, yeah, we're gonna run out of space on the on the on the planet in the year two thousand, and we're gonna have to ration food. It has not happened. There is no evidence for this to happen. We all, we always innovate our way out of these sorts of problems. But you don't know. You don't know oh, that. You're yeah, making that, it but, like we always do it, but yeah. you, you, it just happened, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen in the future. You, you, you have no basis for this argument. I, I would be curious. Find me any source that will say any source that, 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 that is... Okay, uh, let, me, let me put it this way. Like, similarly, you don't know that we'll run out of stuff. You don't know that there'll be a catastrophe in the future. Well, I, I would make... Because you, you're projecting... You're projecting that if we stay completely static right now and we keep heading in that direction, yes, we will run out of something. But you don't know if something will change. 
you you can't model that. No, no. Current, yes. Current uh, estimates are that uh, we are on the path to self destruction. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. that's actually that's actually no, that's actually the base position you take in this. That's okay, actually... sorry. So let me, let me let me bring this back to the conversation. So if we if we don't instill a government with utilitarianism, mm -hmm. essentially humanity will die off. Or some catastrophe will happen. Well, <laughs> the planet will be will be will die off, the humanity will die off, something bad will and if we don't change the government, then the negative will be enormous. Okay. I'm going to make an I'm going to make actually quite a brave statement, okay? Go on. I think that uh, the current way uh, our government destruction and political decisions are being made, I think we are on a reasonable path to uh, some reasonable chance as like an extinction level or near extinction uh, threat of humanity. I understand. Okay, so it's the environmentalist position. Yes, and I could talk also about viruses and stuff like that. I could uh, talk about viruses, but I, I would, I would find your optimism very alarming, actually. <laughs> Give it some time. In a few years, you come to my to my way of viewing things. Well, I, I mean, comes with experience. It doesn't doesn't come when you're younger. No. Okay. So so I'm. <laughs> I'm curious. You don't believe people who are like, okay, so let's take, uh, let's analyze as much as we can and uh, try to predict what is going to happen in the future. So you, you're just going to throw it out of the window and just say intuitively, well, we, we've done quite well in the past. It's going to work. Like you understand that there are people who make these analyses and that they, 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 they are not stupid. They take some uh, efficiency into account most likely. Uh, so like you're willing to like uh, throw their studies and analysis out to the window and make like an, not only like in the next 100 years argument uh, that's going to be fine, but like forever. That so I is would say, absolutely insane to me. I would say this. I would say it's extremely hard and, and you may agree with me at some point in the future. I would say it's extremely hard to predict these things, especially long-term. It's very, very difficult to know. And, and, and even the models, so even the models that you use, there's okay, a. Okay, how about, okay, how about, one, one second. What one second? Okay. Let me just finish. There's a wide variety mm -hmm. of different things that can change, and the, and, uh, we've seen it over time. And and so, in the case of environmentalism, let's say, uh, let's start with 1968. We, we I've said that. So let, okay, so in the I, I, don't to, I don't want to get into into. Uh, sure, sure. I, but I, let I, me I, let I, me I, give I, an example. Yeah, of I know the argument that you know it's been it's been it's been okay. Actually, a different argument. There have been some surprising new different world. argument. Different argument. In the 1970s, we still had uh, climate change issues, but in the 1970s it was global freezing. In the 1980s, we had global warming. In the 1990s, we had acid rain. In the 2000s, we had Al Gore saying, "You know, any day now." In 2012. Well, we I had... wouldn't take his political statements. Sure, sure, no like, problem. No, I'm just, no problem. Economic... Fine, no okay. problem. In 2012, four more years and the entire ice shelf will melt. Mm -hmm. 2020, we have 12 more years before something catastrophic happens. And so far, we've been innovating our way. And by the way, you know, richer and richer countries uh, have become more greener. 
right? If you if you all go over uh, 4,500 uh, GDP per person, the country itself becomes more and more greener. They plant more trees. They're interested in more sustainable forms of electricity they and energy and stuff greener, like that. But also they are making like more production. So overall, oh. I don't think that's actually true that they're like overall more greener. Overall, oh, but I want I want people greener. I want people to produce more things. I want I, I, right now, for example, we have three billion people that have access to energy, less energy than a refrigerator light. Of those, one billion have zero access to energy. And you know, let's say let's take the continent of Africa. If they don't have access to energy and, and, and abundant energy and cheap energy and reliable energy, they're not going to you know come out of their economic situation. They're not going to be able okay. to build infrastructure. I, I mean, so I, I care about this, of course. Okay. But okay, I, I just maybe I will take this again from a different angle. Okay. I let's I, say, I really do let, have let, to go in a few minutes. But go on. Okay. 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 So let's say that we are not sure if in the future we are uh, going to be able to find a super efficient base and new resources to like constantly grow and keep our economy super consumerist. We have right now. You can probably agree with that. We are not We have sure right that. now. Well, but in the future, in the next hundred years, you're not, you're not really sure that that's going to keep happening. You wouldn't, you're not sure about that. that you we have, we, we have, right now we have nuclear power at the very least, if not other forms of power. Yes, but that in we the can future, grow you're, you're, not, you're not sure of that, right? You don't have. But what am I not sure of? And that's going to be happening in the future. If, if as we well, want, if to we such want, large extent. If we want to build nuclear power plants and everyone agrees to it, why not? Why can't that be the answer? Even for the next hundred years. What nuclear? Solar energy, nuclear energy, wind energy, hydroelectric energy. Why can't we? move away from all other uh, energy sources and use it's not, just, it's not the... just energy what you're talking about is okay. like we are getting rid of uh, like a like materials for basic sources oil is running out coal then the metals are going to run out and it, the energy is not going to cut it just energy and those energy producing uh, look i, I honestly like i don't agree i don't agree that we're running out of materials something. I don't agree they're running out of materials. Well, we there haven't... are a finite amount of materials. So and we, we keep are. finding different ones. We haven't even scratched the surface of the planet in terms of materials. And we're not even discussing, you know, capture an asteroid and get all the rare earth materials from it. We're like, well, there's so many ways of getting resources. It's just, it's just, just use your imagination. Let, let me just end on this. I'm using really facts and data. That's I'm, I'm using facts and data too. Uh, and trends you're, i'm using I'm, you're, you're not, using models you're, using, you're using models of, your data on, doesn't say uh what you're trying to say my data does actually no no hold on i'm I'm saying you can't you can't argue that these models are accurate but by any stretch especially the further you are in the future you have no idea that the complexity of making these are these correct even semi-correct arguments and, I, and i'm giving you past trends and saying these trends will continue in the future we've always solved these problems at the very least i have historical evidence to say that oh. we've always solved these solved problems. but let Maybe. me just let me just end Maybe. on this let me just end on this i would rather young people like yourself focus on solving very specific problems so for example if you go to school and say i want to make a ai mi miniature submarine that goes mm -hmm. to the bottom of the ocean picks, picks picks up a piece of plastic goes to the top of the ocean to, to, the, to the top of the thing 
puts it in a bin, goes down again, picks up a piece of it. If you, if you did that, if a young person like yourself did that, and other young people focused on different problems, and everyone used their brains and intellect and reason to, to solve small incremental problems, but together on a large scale, it will be geometric improvement. I would rather in, in, use my reason not to make those problems in the first place. Well, I mean, here we are. I mean, I'm just saying. We can what do you have, mean here we, we are? We don't have to be here. Well, we don't have so, to but look, lead our planet on um, a path to destruction and maybe it's not going to happen. Okay, no, I, I, okay I, I, I just want to say this, okay? What I'm on. trying to say. Sure. I'm just going to say, I, we cannot accept uh, this optimism that we are just going to find it. Of course we can. We should all be optimistic. Wait, 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 wait. No, that's, that's, that's not how reasonable predictions into the future. Life is good. Okay? So what we would do is we would yeah. do like a reasonable uh, evaluation of the possible consequences. So we would say, okay, so let's say there is like a 10% chance that, you know, we are not going to be able to get sustainable. So what no, is I, the... think that, I, I think that's a very high percent. Okay, okay. Look, I'm, 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 okay. I understand okay. you're saying so, risk. So I just saying risk to, okay, let, let me just finish it, okay, please. Let me sure, just finish ahead. it. So let's say that I'm going to make a super extra evil failure, okay? I'm going to say that there is like a low chance that we are not going to be able to be sustainable, okay? Um, well, then we need to speak to Elon well, Musk. Well, if that to, happens... We need to speak to Elon happens, Musk to get off the wait, planet. If that happens, yes. we are literally putting... Uh, like the existence of our species and an entire planet, possibly on the conscious that, life in the universe, on do, the line. Do if you realize my plan doesn't work? Wait, if 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 what I say is wrong, then we just have like less development and like less people will have like better lives and we will not be like as as super consumerist and as super happy as we could be. But if what what you are saying uh, is wrong, then we are literally like become extinct. So I would rather me be wrong then risk you being wrong look i don't think anyone is interested and anyone has any incentive for the planet to, to end right so i don't but i don't know it's going to happen of let, course, no let me done. let me just say this i don't think there's any incentive for the planet to end you know in terms of like there is no like it's very difficult to predict these models in again very difficult to predict these models in the future and i don't think it's fairly to say that so how can if you i don't agree with you if you and, think oh, look, it's difficult to predict let me let me just say i don't think it's fair by any stretch that you're saying if i don't agree with you then the then the consequence of me not agreeing with you is the planet ending that's a pretty big burden and i and i don't think you have any real evidence to even say that i mean it, and it's not the case that we're just going to move in a straight line from here till the end of humanity we're going to do stuff in the middle and if you so, if you feel that there's a if you feel that there's a particular particular very narrow problem i i, I can explain it if you want no once i i don't have time if you feel that okay, there's, well, i mean we, we can do this again you just, you just say something we, okay, we can so, do this again we can do this again okay, sure. we can expect because it, it was supposed to be utilitarianism now in a, in a different sort of ways. And I, you know, I don't have a problem doing another one, scheduling another one, but um, I'm just saying that, oh, what was I saying? If you feel there's a very specific narrow problem as to what will end the planet, and you think we should invest a lot of resources in, in, in fixing that particular problem, I'm, I would agree with you. I mean, if, if you can say, look, this, let's say fossil fuels, right? We're gonna run out of them. We're not gonna discover any more in 50 years we need to switch i you know i i 
probably won't even disagree with you. It's, it seems logical. And we need to move away. Sure, I, I'd, I'd love it if we move away to other sorts of energy. With regards to different resources, I, I don't agree because we, we always find a way of using different materials. Um, but yeah, if you have a particular narrow thing saying this thing will destroy the planet or this thing will, will even have a 2% chance of destroying the planet and we need to put the resources behind it to eliminate that 2% risk, sounds fair. Yes. I, I, yes. I, would, I would, you know, you, you've pers you, you can persuade me that that, that okay. is the right thing to do the, and we can put some resources behind it. Currently, there's a reasonable assertion that I've also done with um, like a person, like an academic, because I'm in class with him. Uh, so this is just not me just saying shit, uh, that we are actually on the path to human extinction. Uh, because right. okay. I, I'm a bit skeptical, because, skeptical about uh, that. I know, I know, but it's just, it just, I know we will have to get into the process, but have you heard of like... Um, no, no, don't, don't, don't raise any concept. Just, okay, just let, give give me your give me your your your, uh, your closing, closing statements for deterrence because I my wife's gonna kill me okay. now. It's Twenty so, minutes overdue. To put it all into one basket, okay? Yeah, we can have a everything different, we've talked about. We can have a different uh, time about these environmental issues later. Okay, go ahead. I I think that there are other things we should talk about uh, that we disagree about, but. At least what I would like us to focus on is that we can agree uh, that these issues that are uh, threatening uh, the survival of people and are causing massive suffering around the world, that they should be handled and massively like fight against in some way. So wait, 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 just a second. No, so there are th is it now there are massive suffering or is it in the future? Oh yes, now now is about suffering. We we missed that in the whole conversation. People are suffering. Massive suffering. Where was this? Well, I, I just you don't think people are suffering a lot right Well, now? are you gonna say why massive amounts of people are suffering? Well, yeah, sure. Because we discussed <laughs> egalitarianism and like, no, we don't need to distribute that. Where was this? Never mind. We'll have to do it another time. Okay. Anyway, so. Sure. So I don't I don't have a closing statement because because I didn't promote any particular side I was just I was just uh, critiquing your side so I'm gonna let your closing mm -hmm. statement stand as it is I hope I hope that did you want to say anything else on the closing statement? Um, yeah, well, I I think that's it. That um, I mean, I think we've already talked about people have already made up their minds or even you or I. So maybe we should talk again soon. Uh, so okay. thank you very much. Nice conversation, productive. So. Good, good. Thank you very much. I do hope we get to see you on the channel again. We do, I and many others think that these conversations are very, very important. Just to have the conversation is very, very important. How would you, how would you rate it in terms of productivity uh, compared to other conversations? Well, I think discussing ideas are, is extremely important Either, and also persuading, but just discussing ideas, persuading people, having these That's conversations. Not very much. Having these, I don't know productivity-wise, but having these having these conversations are very, um, very important. And maybe we're at the time where we're having less and less of these conversations, and some of us need to have more to, to counteract that. So I thank you for spending your time with me today, and I would be very happy to have another conversation with you in the future. And best of luck with your university studies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Sure. Okay. Good Thank you very much. Bye.